Yeah, that's right. That's Loverboy for Rob Shaw. He is our Loverboy fan, and he's got a lot to talk about this morning. Good morning, Rob. I prefer Loverboy correspondent. If we could Don't I almost said here our Loverboy Rob Shaw. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was listening to your uh, talk about soap operas, and I remember Bo and Hope back <gasps> in the day. But what I loved most about the uh, soap operas was everyone had an evil twin. Yes. And someone, you know, with the name of Stefano would unveil the evil twin. So I just wanted to let you know that I am, in fact, Von Palmer's evil twin. Just if <laughs> anyone was are. wondering. You know what? I love that you just admitted to knowing more about Days of Our Lives than you probably would have otherwise on the radio. Well, we're, because we're you not said live, Stefano. Stefano Demira. That was a he was a big villain on oh, Days boy. of Our Lives. So you clearly watched it more than you're willing to admit, Rob. I have no comment about this situation, but I may, I may, in fact, have watched a little bit. You know, the weird thing about the internet these days is that you can go and search and discover the Wikipedia so page that will tell you the entire history. Don't try of to that get out romance. of this now. Don't try to get out of it now. <clears throat> Some connection yeah. problems over here. Sure, Wikipedia. Yeah. I'm going to put that in air quotes. You were researching it for our segment, I'm sure. For, for, yes, of course. Research purposes. Uh, we have a lot to talk about this morning because we're going to discuss something that Premier John Horgan said yesterday. In fact, we have the audio here, so let's just let's just play this for people. Uh, maybe I'll take out an ad in the paper. I don't know. Um, I suspect we're going to do that anyway. He's talking about health care funding and trying to get the attention of the federal government, but essentially he was also flippantly kind of talking about the couple from earlier this week who were so desperate for a family doctor, they put an ad in the paper it worked for them. Unfortunately, it shouldn't have to, but it did. But Rob, I, you know, this one didn't really sit well with me. Yeah, there has been some discussion online about this and, uh, you know, the opposition have taken a few shots about it. Essentially, the premier got asked a, a couple questions. And the first one was just to respond to this elderly couple in Victoria that you and I talked about Monday, who took the ad out in the paper. And, um, you know, he expressed sort of sympathy for that. And, and said, we've got a crisis in the healthcare system, and he's trying to get more federal money from the prime minister. And then the second question was, well, what if you don't get that money? What if the prime minister doesn't follow through? And his answer was that quote you, you just played there, or maybe I'll take an ad out in the paper. Uh, and uh, and then he kind of went on from there. Some people viewed it as kind of, uh, you know, maybe making light of this desperate plea from the uh, this elderly couple. Uh, others thought it was kind of dismissive or arrogant, and and the liberals uh, jumped in saying it's nothing to make jokes about when people are are in a crisis like this. Uh, Janet Mort, who is the woman who put the ad in the paper for her 82 year old husband, she told uh, the Canadian press she was upset, furious at that tongue in cheek remark. Um, but I think you know Horgan's office reached out to her, and I think their explanation was that he was trying to reference that he would take an ad out in the paper to, you know, as part of the premier's campaign to convince Ottawa to get more federal funding, which could involve advertising. Right. So, you know, in I, don't this know. Day I, and age, I get that, yeah. but you shouldn't have to have your staff jump in and explain something that you were saying. And also, I also in this day and age, you know, there's a lot the provincial government is responsible for when it comes to health care. So there's a lot he mm -hmm. could have said that didn't just say, we, you know, the, the federal government has to fix this. Well, you know, the phrase, what the premier meant to say is a lament that many offices and That's many so people true. have used over my entire time covering politics. Uh, so it's not, it's not unique in that. But you're right. Like, here's the issue with the health care um, situation is that it is controlled provincially. The provinces administer health care 
but they want more money from Ottawa, which only pitches in around 22% of the funding. And Ottawa says, well, if we give you this money, we want we want you to show us that you're using it properly. We want you to show us that you need it for certain areas. What are you going to spend this on? If BC gets what it wants, it would get $4 billion extra a year in healthcare funding. And the feds say, is this going to solve your problem? How many doctors can you hire for it? What, what are you going to do with it? And the provinces say, just give us the money. Just, just you know, less talking, more money. We'll figure it out. It's our healthcare system provincially. We'll do it. So there's a little bit of that disconnect when you hear the premier say, we need more money from Ottawa, but then not really explain how the money could actually solve the problem. Uh, you know, and that's the back and forth. But I do think here, you know, Horgan was asked a bunch of questions about this. And he said he thinks that the prime minister might move on this by the end of the summer. And, and I think the reality here is that this is a enormous national problem. Uh, you know, the Ontario premier, Doug Ford, just yesterday was blaming the, the federal government, a very similar press conference yeah, for exactly. emergency room closures. Ottawa's going to move. They have to put more money in. It's just who, on what strings and what terms is the deal going to be struck, I think. Here, my concern with this is it, this situation did not need a flippant comment, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't need you to try to go for the laugh or it didn't need him to try to make that point because it is serious enough as it is. You mentioned the Doug Ford press conference. That was a very serious press conference because they have a, a terrible, serious crunch in their ICUs and their emergency rooms right now. And, you know, I think people feel similar about what we have going on here, just trying to phone around, trying to find a doctor, looking at the wait list to get into emergency or anything like that. There's a serious crunch here. So I felt like, you know, we, we could be serious about this. You know, I agree with you. I think there is a history of John Horgan kind of making, as we would call them, gaffes, uh, little statements that sometimes uh, end up being taken by people to be more offensive than maybe he meant. And one of the things that he's been able to do, the magic sauce of his premiership, is he can kind of get out of it somehow. He's got that, yeah. you know, like when you have a family dinner at Thanksgiving and that uncle or that dad or something makes a stupid comment and everyone goes, oh, dad, oh, and yes. they roll their eyes. Like he's got a little bit of that to him where people kind of roll their eyes and then go, well, we still love the guy, right? I remember, remember that time he told people that they should take public transit or ride a bike if they were from another province so their vehicle didn't get vandalized or that overdoses uh, and addictions were a choice initially initially or people in their 20s and 30s shouldn't blow it for the rest of us for for the uh the pandemic you know, like those things uh caused uh, people to be upset and then horgan sort of managed to apologize and ah uh, shucks his way out of it. it it's not unusual um for premiers remember christy clark well this is what uh, i was thinking Yo- if, if christy clark had sa- but if christy clark had said this i think people would be very upset the NDP would be lighting their hair of on fire. Of course they would. You know? And now the NDP are explaining what the premier meant to say. That's the privilege and responsibility of being in power is you got you to walk your way out of this. But I still remember Christy Clark under fire for being yoga on the bridge, which I, I still to this day don't understand what why that was such a scandal. But there was yoga on the bridge and she tweeted out a picture of her standing in front of a Tai Chi class saying, hey, yoga haters, bet you can't wait for International Tai Chi Day. And people went nuts about it. The NDP was a disrespectful, unbecoming of the premier. And you owe British Columbians an apology. I, like, like premiers become lightning rods and their comments become, they make people angry who are already angry. And and that's a little bit of what we're seeing here with Horgan of making a tweak, of, you know, a little comment about taking out an ad in the paper and it just blowing up online. So that being said, you know, I don't think it's going to hurt him in the long term and he doesn't care anymore. He's leaving anyways. Right. But uh, 
but it's, it's kind of one of those things where immediately when he says it, you go, oh boy, you know what? Morgan again. That's there he goes. exactly, you must have felt that at the press conference. I felt it as I was following along online. As soon as I heard that, I thought, oh, that's going to be a thing. That's it right there. Yeah. Did, did you notice that at that moment? Yeah, but then I also know that, you know, a thing these days is people who are already angry on Twitter getting more angry for a moment and then disappearing. They're <laughs> a bunch of anonymous, anonymous bots you know, yelling at you, which is fine. But, but these you things know, add I, up, Rob, though. That's the thing that gets it, me. Like, you, you just listed off when talking about the premiere three, four, you know, incidents where this has happened before. One is fine. Two is fine. Oh, three. Ha ha. But then you get to a point where people are like, enough already. And yet he has the highest popularity rating of any premier in the province for, you know, like three decades. He's he's uh, he somehow manages to weather it. And this is going to be the question, I guess, for David Eby is, when he becomes premier, if he becomes premier, and he makes a misstatement or a joke that doesn't land or whatever in a press conference, you know, the public doesn't have that relationship with him. And he's going to wear it a lot harder than Horgan does. And he's going to have to decide whether he apologizes if he does something like this, or he tries to joke his way out of it. You know, it's the the magic sauce of being premier is how you relate to the public when you say something wrong. They all say something wrong eventually. And Horgan just manages to have that kind of you know that that sort of uh, that that special relationship that gets him out of trouble uh, that uh, that hmm. seems to work. So I don't think this is gonna the the anger over this. I don't think is really gonna last um, very long. And I think uh, the premier's office reached out to Janet Mort, who uh, actually uh, you know Horgan gave the order of BC in March, so the two know each other. Yeah, she wants a meeting with him. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but uh, I I don't think she's horrendously offended. Uh, at this point, uh, as much as she was when she first heard it. Right. But I think it's a good, it's just a good illustration of where we're at with this crisis too, right? Like it just shows you that Mm -hmm. if people have also been searching for a family doctor, they may feel more personally impacted by that than, than others, but we'll see what happens. Rob, thank you. Okay. Take care. You too.